Hello my friends, how you doing? It's your friend Phil. Welcome to 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. Today we are taking a look at day 12 and we're on to the topic of ground rules. Ground rules and things like that. Okay, so let's read what exactly this task tells us. It says, define team ground rules. So what are ground rules? You could say ground rules consist of do's and don'ts, things that constitute good behavior, things that are looked at as unacceptable behavior, bad behavior if you will, all this stuff is talked about when we refer to ground rules. Any rules that the team identifies as part of its DNA behavior-wise, that's what we talk about here. Okay, so do's and don'ts, good behavior, bad behavior, unacceptable behavior, and the like. So let's read really quickly what these enablers are for ground rules. Number one, communicate organizational principles with team and external stakeholders. Number two, establish an environment that fosters adherence to ground rules. And lastly, manage and rectify ground rule violations. So when you look at this, what you find is organizational principles that people should be aware of. Secondly, you want to establish an environment that fosters adherence to those rules. And lastly, you're going to manage and rectify any violations. The best way to succeed with this, my friends, is to get everyone on that same proverbial page basically having people buy into these ground rules, having people understand why the ground rules are important in the first place, and getting the team to buy into them, to uphold them. I was teaching a group of individuals in a well-known Ivy League school, and as I was teaching, someone just strolled in and he was late. And guess what happened? He was fined $5 because the ground rule stated if anyone is late, they got to put $5 into the jar. And as a result of him being late, he cursed, he was mad, he had to pay $5. So someone on the team called him out and said, that's a bad word. You got to put another $5 in that jar. And guess what happened? He ended up paying $10. That's what I call enforcing those rules. So it's a funny story, but it just goes to show you that you could still have a good time even while enforcing those ground rules. All right. So we talk about the team charter here. That is a word that you might have heard 
in the past, right? The team charter is what we talk about as far as how we document these ground rules. The ground rules are documented in the team charter. The team charter is known as other things. It's not only called a team charter. It is also known as a team contract. Also called a social contract. So you've got a number of terms that could be used interchangeably where this is concerned. The way I get round to them is three of them begin with the letter T. Team contract, team agreement, and I forget, let's do that again. Team contract, team charter, there we go, and team agreement. Takes time for the brain to boot up. <laughs> and then the other one is the social contract. Okay, And those three terms, like I said, you got to get used to seeing them being used interchangeably. Right? Ground rules should be in those documents. Right? Someone could also refer to the ground rules as everything, but it's typically one of the one of the T's or the S. And the way you can remember they come next to each other in the alphabet. S and T, social contract, team contract, team agreement, team charter. And you can find other things in the team charter along with the ground rules. Ground rules is just one of them that is mentioned here explicitly. I know we talk about the team charter earlier on in the people domain, but I really want to call your attention to the importance of having a team charter to document the ground rules. Okay, again, you want the team to buy into this. And as a good project manager, establish the environment and then manage and rectify any violations. Very straightforward, isn't it? Very simple. All right. Now, in addition to the ground rules, you can have the definition of ready, talked about, the definition of done. From an agile perspective, we expect to find these additions in the team charter. So it's not just ground rules. It could be a number of other things as a team deems fit, how it will work together, rules for meetings, one person talking at a time in a meeting as opposed to having everyone talking in a meeting and things such as that, how conflict will be resolved, good old etiquette, meeting etiquette, team etiquette, okay? Things like that. I hope that makes sense and I hope it gave you some clarity as far as this task for the day is concerned. All right, my friends. Well, that's it. We are done with the work of today. The only thing that's left, you probably guessed, it's the questions. Yeah, I would like for you to answer the questions for the day. And that will close out our efforts. All right, thank you very much. I'll be speaking to you very soon, but look out for the questions coming after this.
part two of day 12. Let's jump straight into what we have in the question side for defined team ground rules. First of all, we have these open-ended questions. Make sure you answer them, and if you've got any questions about these questions, please put a comment below. Let me know what your specific question is. Let's jump into the multiple choice questions. When starting an Agile project, you're working on a document which enables the team to establish its values, agreements, and practices as it performs its work together. Which of the following terms best describes this document? Is it A, B, C, or D? Hit the pause button if you need more time. But the answer to this first question is, my friends, this first one is Team Charter. It's not a service level agreement. That's something else. Rules of performance measurement is something different. And A says agreements, MOUs, and LOIs. This is a memorandum of understanding. That's a letter of intent. It's none of those. The answer is D. All right. So let's move on to our next question. Which of the following is true about the team charter? All right, let's take a look at these options. The team charter cannot be reviewed and updated periodically. Team charter is locked. Once terms are decided, never to change. The team charter can be reviewed and updated periodically to ensure continued understanding of team ground rules. Or the team charter can be reviewed and updated periodically solely by the scrum master or the product owner. All right. Go ahead and hit the pause button. I will show the answer. The right answer is not A. That's not true. The team charter can be reviewed periodically. B says the team charter is locked once terms are decided never to change. That's not true. Now, option D says the product owner and the scrum master are solely the ones who can update this document periodically. That is a bogus statement. We know that it's a team charter for a reason. The word team, right? So the best answer to this is C. Let's move to our next question. The social contract has been developed. What do you expect to find in it? Take a look at those options for a bit. All right, so let's use the process of elimination. In the social contract, which is the team charter, you will find A for sure. And you will find B. Because the definition of ready could be in a team charter and also everything else. 
team values, communication guidelines, meeting guidelines, decision-making criteria and process. How does a team get to consensus? All of that stuff. So if it's A, B, and C, of course, the best answer is all of the above. So if you didn't choose A because of definition of ready, just know that DOR could be part of your team charter. All right, my friends, let's take a look at the final one here. Final question. You are working with your team members on a team contract. Which process does this happen in? All right. So let's take a look at the options. It says which process? It didn't say which knowledge area, so it's not A. And it's not develop team because you already need your team charter going into develop team. Your team charter is already created by then. And it's not plan procurement because plan procurement management doesn't have anything to do with this particular document called a team contract. So the best answer is C. It's plan resource management. This is where we get the team charter, which is also known as a team contract. And that, my friends, is the end of our review of those questions today. Pretty simple. The main thing is to understand these concepts and then to dive into more detail as you proceed. Understanding this will help you to be able to tackle questions that contain the concept of team charters. Just make sure you read the team charter in the Agile Practice Guide. That will greatly help you. Thank you for joining me today on... 40 days to PMP exam success. We are beyond that quarter mark. And next will be just two more days to finish off people. And then we're going to be into process, which a lot of you have been waiting for. Process is heavy, but we're going to survive it. You take care and don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thank you very much and bye for now.